0: UBE Chats, UBE, Unlocking Brown Egos, your podcast with two authors destigmatizing mental health access and mental health disparities to the Filipinox American youth and Filipinox American community all over the world.
1: And we are your co-hosts, Chachi Ubarra and Melin Mamarado. And if today's episode resonated with you, feel free to let us know at anchor.fm/slash ubechats and send us a voice message. Well, let's listen to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome
0: back to our next episode of ubechats, which stands for UBE Unlocking Brown Ego. And then we are very lucky because we actually have two really special guests with us, the founders of In Her Purpose. So, would you to uh,
2: like to introduce yourselves a little bit. Okay, hi, I'm Rose Buwado. I am a business and success coach. I also manage a acapella, all Filipino male group called the Philharmonic, and I'm also a entrepreneur based out here in Southern California. And my big main purpose in life is to be able to help other women find their purpose in life and. For them to be able to live the life that they've always dreamed of.
3: Hi everyone my name is Jennifer Redondo Marquez. I am one of the co-founders and co-authors of In Our Purpose. I currently work in the tech field in Silicon Valley. been doing that for over a decade now and I'm currently working as an operations program manager for one of the big tech firms.
0: All right, thank you all so, so much. And by the way, they're both calling from different sides of California, What, Rose is in SoCal, Janice is in NorCal right now. And I really wanted to start off into this question. Why did you get into your specific profession or field of work where you are right now?
3: So for myself, I've pretty much been in the Business world slash corporate world. I went to UC Berkeley. So I started out my career in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Upon graduation, I joined one of the management consulting firms and got to work on different projects across industries. So I got to work on the Harris and Caesars merger, I got to start a business process. offshore. So I lived in the Philippines for a year and I did that for a really big healthcare company. Gap was one of my clients, just big corporations. They are pretty much my client. I would come in, they'd have problems and I'd have to go and solve them and help them figure out how to to fix that or to become better. And that's something that I really liked. I was always attracted to the business world. As a kid, my favorite game was monopoly. And so... (laughs) Like for me, it was about money and, you know, I really wanted to get out of school as, as fast as possible because I was tired of being a broke college student. And to me, I saw a corporate world and I thought I only have to go to school for a certain amount of years. I can make a lot of money. And that's really how I ended up in, in management consulting. I thought I was going to go to business school. I was in one of the pre MBA programs at UCLA at the time and one of the big tech firms called and asked me to interview and it was not really anything that i was seriously considering but i i wanted to go and just interview and see like what it was like you know it turned out after 12 interviews i was seriously considering it instead of going to school and i ended up doing that thinking it was going to be a pit stop and I have not gone back to business school since, like, I pretty much stayed in the, in the tech world since then, and um, it's been pretty amazing. I've got to work and, and build and launch products that people are using around the world, and I've got to work for some really amazing leaders, and it's been really rewarding. I didn't picture myself in this spot but my network really led me to where i am now
2: so my whole journey actually starts when well it started when i was 18 when i first started my first business Um, but i didn't know that i started my first business at that time the only reason why i started doing what i was doing was because in college i was offered a credit card and, (laughs) and back then you know credit cards were allowed to solicit college students for you to, for them to give out candy and give gifts and stuff. And then um, in exchange of us giving us their, we're giving them their inform, our information so that we can get some credit. So I didn't know what a credit card was and I decided to get one, several of them, because I thought it was (laughs) the coolest thing to be able to swipe and then get whatever I wanted without even having it, without me having to pay for it right then (laughs) back then i didn't know that that was the whole thing nobody taught me what that was back then so i learned the hard way my mom saw the bill and was all like rose i'm not paying for this this is your problem, you got to fix it. So um, for me to make money, I decided to start teaching dance to the local kids in the neighborhood. I walked into the local park and was like, hey, can I teach dance to you know kids out here? And then they can pay like 20 bucks for like a whole month or something like that. And um, they surprisingly said, yes, Rose, you can do that. So um, I did it. I did it for a long time and I, I earned money so that I could pay the credit card. And then I um, I didn't know that that was me having the entrepreneur spirit because um if i had known what i know now then i probably would have had expanded on that a little bit more um instead of um instead of pursuing what i thought was the normal right the normal is going to college um getting a degree finding a stable job getting married have family have a family and then live off their 401k Right? So that was the path that I was going through. I graduated college, found myself a job, got myself um, a boyfriend, and then all of that stuff happened. But along that, I started feeling really, really bored. I started feeling bored. I was tired. I was lost. I was like, there has to be more to life than waiting for Saturday or waiting for Sunday or waiting for a Friday, right? Um, so I started asking myself a lot of questions like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Um, why am I growing within this corporate world and not, and not happy? I wasn't able to, um, really be of service to them doing my work. I was doing well, but I wasn't doing what I love. So I started exploring different ways, um, while in, corporate, I started opening other businesses, and other and starting to help other people with their journey and their businesses, because they had already knew that I started a business a long time ago. Um, So I was doing events, I was making or producing concerts, Um, I started um, uh, managing my brother's band, and him, and um, which then uh, grew into the Philharmonic and then um, from there I was happy doing that and then I just finally decided like after 15 years to let that part go <laughs> to let corporate go and, and just take a leap of faith and and follow what it was that I'm supposed to be doing um and as soon as that happened all this all this weight just came off my shoulders and I was like oh my god this is what I'm supposed to be doing I never ended up homeless like I thought I was going to if I left the corporate world um I I always had food on the table <laughs> and i had clothes on my back so i was so you know i was like really i was like hey, i should have done this a long time ago um i should have followed my instincts back then when i was 18 thinking like oh hey this is really cool i could make money for myself um and still live the life that i really love um so kind of how it started now um how we ended up writing the book or coming up with this idea with the, of the book was because I would travel a lot with the group with the Philharmonic. And the reason why um, and, and how this all came about was because I was meeting these really strong, empowered women who are making decisions to hire a band to go out there to perform for their corporate job. Or their corporate um or their their own business and they were the ones that were calling us out and then they were like doing our um they were basically putting us up in hotels they were getting us meals they were like doing all these great things that you would never know that you could do and i was like who are these women and what is it that i didn't know that they knew to get them to where they're at right now. Um, So I started asking them a lot of questions. I found out, um, you know, where they started and how they got to where they're at. A lot of them were CFOs of like really big um, corporations. A lot of them were um, owners of, they started their own businesses and then they grew it into big partnerships. And it was just an amazing journey for all of them. So I came home and I was like, I need to learn more. So I Googled them and when i googled them nothing came up i was like okay there has to be a book on them so i put successful asian women because they were all asian and um the only book that popped up was how to marry an asian woman so that's when that aha moment came and i was like wait we have to change that that's horrible (laughs) why why would there not be a book on asian successful women and but there's a book on on how to marry them. So at that time, Jen will will elaborate more on on her part of the story. But at the time, her and I were talking a lot because um, she was, you know, she was feeling also stuck and and, um, bored at what she was doing. And she needed to find mentorship, she needed to grow. So um, with that, I started introducing her to people, right, that those women that I was meeting, and um, and along the way i talked to her and i was like jen there's only one book there's only one book on amazon and it's how to marry a, a asian woman and she's like what <laughs> we need to change that i was like yeah we gotta write a book um and and i was like but we gotta do like in a year or so because i got a lot of stuff going on and she's like yeah, no, this, no. Was, this was this was in 2018. yeah this is so recent so recent. Yeah. So recent. And um she's like, No, we have to do it now. Cause around that time it was when um that movie Crazy Rich Asians came out that around that time and then I was like, Oh yeah, it is a good time to write to write the book right now. And um she really pushed me to get it done to to start because I would have sat on it this whole time if I didn't. So Jenna's journey and how we ended up writing the book.
3: Yeah, so as, as Rose mentioned, you know, I was starting to feel really stuck. And being in the corporate and tech world, it could be really lonely because it's heavily male. And um, what Verna, if you've read Verna's chapter in our book, she calls it hella male and hella pale. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I felt. You know, I didn't really see, not didn't, but rarely did I see any leaders that look like me or anyone that I could relate to. So I started to feel really lonely. And also a little bit discouraged because it made me think that it was not achievable or attainable. And even to this day, you know, I'm not super high up there in the, in, in my, um, current role, but having had the experience working with in her purpose, like none of that stuff matters to me anymore, but that only came, you know, decades into my career. But at the time, you know, I had goals to climb up the corporate ladder. And, you know, at the time, Rose was working as a vice president at an ad agency. And um, if you guys didn't know, Rose and I are cousins and in our family, um, most of our family is in the medical field. So it was really um, rare to be able to connect with other people. Um, especially because they were all in the medical field. So I often turned to Rose and had asked asked her if she had any colleagues or um, if she knew anyone who was willing to mentor me. And at that time, she had met Sheila Marcello at a gala for um, PhilDev. And that was, I think that was up here in the Bay Area. And um, Phil Dev is... One of the nonprofit organizations um, that's the Benetao family. They're really um, an influential family in the tech world in the Filipino community. And Sheila happened to be there. The Harmonic were there, and Rose was able to connect me to Sheila. And um, you know, Sheila never had met me, but just by Rose sending an introduction email. Uh, next thing you know, me and Sheila are sitting down at Starbucks together and we're mapping out my career. And, you know, she's asking me a lot of thought-provoking questions about where do I see myself? What do I want to do? Also giving me a list of people to meet and talk to. So um, it was really great. You know, like I had been looking and searching for someone like Sheila for a really long time. And just by Rose writing an email and Um, using her network to help me um, just by sending an email. I was like, wow, let's just keep doing this. And um, one reason why I selfishly wanted to write the book is because it gave me and Rose a legit reason to talk to people and to listen to their stories and learn about their journeys, just to get to know them as people. You know, you you read about people um, and, and, and you see how successful they are, but you don't really learn about some of their challenges of what they went through to get where they were. So yeah. um, I think the book really um, filled in those blanks for me. Oh, and, ahead, and it also encouraged me to take my own leaps um, in my own career. You know, I I laughed for a year, um, I was at this company for a really long time, and I was really scared. I felt like I was breaking up with a boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what else would be out there. What what life would be be like um, if I left? But talking to all of the women from the book, they really pushed me, and um, I tried it. I hated it, but at least I tried it and was able to get that curiosity out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, it also gave me and Rose the time to launch in her purpose. So I don't think we would have been able to do it that fast if I was, if if I didn't take that leap.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I honestly really felt that because I'm reading the book right now and I feel like I'm getting like all of these advice from like older sisters that I never got. So I really (laughs) felt that love when i was reading through like most of the chapters so far and some of these yeah. women went through crazy traumatic experiences like oh my god
2: yeah. yeah yeah they did so what are you planning to do what is it that you going to do
0: yeah for me i'm kind of still figuring that out because my parents tell me every other week you know you should still work in this medical field y'all <laughs> you can still go back to the government on the no. yeah for those government benefits and i'm here like
2: yeah. And that's, that's something that you guys have to remember, especially because now you guys are on this new journey, right? You guys are going to college. Um, there's always going to be a hurdle. No matter what, there's going to be a challenge. There's going to be something that's going to stop you from or make you feel that you can't do something. But you just got to, you know, push through and commit to whatever it is that you're, you're planning to do. And, and everything will be fine. Everything always works out at the end all the time like there's never something yeah there's never something where jen and i have like told us like we're gonna do something and then we end up doing it and then something horrible happens like no and nothing ever horrible happens like we're so scared of like launching something but all of a sudden it it just opens more opportunity it it's it might it might go like a different direction and what of what you originally thought that we were supposed to do but it just it goes into like a better direction so you know keep at it um figure what it is that you want to do and i always say like because you guys are so young like it's a good time to try something that you don't um know if you should try or not just try it because you have so much time to fix it later I feel like,
3: you know, the older that you get, the more responsibilities you have, like a house, kids, and, you know, those are financial situations that are really not easy to get out of, right? Whereas if you're just barely graduating college, you know what it feels like to be a broke kid, right? Like a broke (laughs) college student. And so you could still, you know it's possible to still live, right? And especially, you know, Filipino mom and dads, they'll never kick you out of their house. So you'll always have somewhere to live. You know, they will support you. I mean, I know they'll always tell you you should be a nurse or, you know, join the military or whatever. Right, not Trust, me. Trust <laughs> me, my mom and dad, my mom is a ner- retired nurse and my dad is a retired U.S. Army. So they're always about stability, um, you know. For me, it was one in one ear, one out <laughs> out the other ear, and I just continued to, you know, move forward with whatever it is that I wanted to do. And like Rose said, um, you know, try everything. And um, I always encourage um, young students and college young grads to to get experience in the fields that you're interested in. So whether that's an unpaid internship or, you um, a paid job even if it's like not what you want the experience will outweigh what you're going to be paid so um, try not to focus so much on the money yeah. aspect at this time because the money will come right like when you're really good at something and you develop a skill set um, it, it'll it'll come you know and plus, you're just out of school, so you you don't really need much. I don't feel like. <laughs> so.
0: True, and that's how I feel right now because I was super burnt out from college, and all of my mentors in college were like, we're so happy that you're reading and you're actually like doing things you actually care about for once. Like, mm-hmm. I guess in your own personal life, like actually prioritizing personal um, mm-hmm. development. So that's a really huge um, plus for them. And then for Chachi, I know that you have the next question because we both know that In Her Purpose is more than just a book. So for Chachi,
1: yes, um, if you both don't have anything else to add, uh, my other question that I wanted to ask a lot, to follow up is how using the In Her Purpose with services that you guys provide, how can how does it best support our Filipino community even our community in general in terms of mental health?
2: I think our programs will definitely help our community, especially within the mental health, is because a lot of people who are suffering right now with mental health, they might feel like they don't have a purpose in life or they might be missing something in, in whatever it is that they're trying to do. Um, they might be depressed. They might feel like anxiety and stuff like that, because it might be because they may not have all the clarity or the understanding of what it is that they really are meant to do. Um, one of our um, one of our programs is called Practice to Purpose, and with that Practice to Purpose is um, we actually dig deep and try to figure it, what it what that purpose is in life. Um, um, it, a lot of people think that you have to you wake up and like all of a sudden you know what your purpose is it's actually not it's it's something that you cultivate it's something that you develop it's something that you find that's intriguing and then it's up to you if you want to keep moving forward and learning more about that purpose and then going through the ups and down of what that purpose is so within this coaching session or, or program we actually Dig deep into that. Try to figure it out, and then um, ultimately, the goal is to find out what it is that they really love to do, and focus on that, and focus on what makes them happy. I would hope that that would help them with whatever you know, depression or anxiety or whatever it is that they're they're dealing with, um, to help fill that void. And
3: I also think one thing that you forgot to touch upon is the focus that you put on working on the mindset
2: oh yes thank you <laughs> so we we work a lot on mindset and and there's this thing that we have all the time like everybody has it i have it all the time um, limiting beliefs like we we talk ourselves out of things all the time and we're always in our head always thinking like we're not good enough or who's gonna want to listen to me or you know there's so many people that do that already nobody's gonna want to take um take me seriously so there's a lot of stuff like that that goes in our head um i'm gonna fail i'm gonna i'm gonna look so bad we're gonna laugh at me like those are all limiting beliefs that stops us from actually becoming who we're supposed to be um and in this program we really dig deep into what those limiting beliefs are for you and and we figure out like how to overcome it and how to snap yourself out of it so that you can move forward and reach the goal that it is that you're supposed to reach. And, and you know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something that we really have to work on and, and just figure it out. It's a lot of clarity, a lot of clarity that, that we have to figure things out. And that's just part of the, the whole process. You got to trust in it.
0: Yeah. And I really love that In Her Purpose is more than just like a book. You will have like a little like I guess like a little company or at like least another like agency with it as well and one when i was looking at the website earlier one thing that stood out to me was like the purpose checkup which i thought was really interesting so can you all explain more about what that
2: is yeah so the purpose checkup is actually one of my favorite ones there's a lot of people out there who are feeling like how i used to feel they are feeling stuck they were feeling incomplete they're feeling bored tired whatever it is that they were feeling and and they kind of want to figure out what their next step is in, in life. Like, are they supposed to leave their corporate job? Are they supposed to climb up their corporate job? Are they supposed to leave and, and start a new business? Or they have this like really cool idea that they want to talk about. So in this Purpose Check, it's just a session where we actually just talk about what that is, What what is it that's bothering them and what it is that they want to do. And then we come up with a plan of action on their next steps on how to achieve it. We often find people who are, they just don't know where to start. So this purpose checkup is like the beginning of it. And then from there, we create a path of what it is that they want to do. Like if they want to level up in their career, then we move to the level up program, where we talk about resumes, talk about, you know, your LinkedIn, we talk about your what position it is that you really want in, in your career. And if it's you know they want to leave corporate and start their business then we send them to the path of starting their own business um so it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of questions a lot of uh uh reflection and trying to figure that out and the best thing about that too is that it's not only for people who feel lost or tired or incomplete um it's also for women who actually know what their purpose is and they don't really get all that support that they need from other people. So they, they call on to us and then we like cheer them on and let them know that they're doing a good job. Sometimes you need that, right? <laughs> Sometimes you, you just need somebody to tell you that you're going, you're doing it, you're making it happen for yourself. And, and um, you need that around, round of applause because it, it'll make inspire you to keep going.
1: And I think when you were um, explaining it, Rose, is that uh, I thought about like our because the mission of this podcast is to really inspire like, the Filipino youth to kind of like this is their motivation to like, continue uh, finding their purpose or way. And I think like what you said kind of speaks to a lot of high school students who are kind of stuck and don't know their purpose, especially because mm-hmm. what they're set in mind is, I have to go to college. I have to do I have to go to the military if my parents can't afford it? And like this kind of like programs or services or like things that you guys kind of created is if it gets to them in the right way with that resource and that opportunity kind of bridge that kind of void that they feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I would have loved to have something like this back in high school, right? There's a lot of people that I knew I know. And it's not our parents' fault, it's just their they're trying to make us into better people. And what they believe is to be able to be stable and consistent and be able to have financial, um, you know, um, rewards is something. And they just want the best for us. Um, but I don't think our parents really know the whole facts about we're all meant to do something, you know, in, in life that's specifically to us, like we have a job to do. and and we don't know what that is, and we just try to figure it out. I would have loved to have that in high school, right? <laughs> I mean, it, and even in college. It's just, it's different for us because we're born
3: and raised in, in the United States, and yeah. you know, we have a lot of freedom and choice, and our parents unfortunately didn't have that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, that is very, very true, and I want to bring it back to what our current generation is going through right now, because for me and Tachi, we both graduated. Um, I know Tachi graduated at the end of 2020. I just graduated a couple of months ago. So we really graduate in a lot of times of uncertainty, so much hate in the world, and just a lot of crazy things going on. And when I was reading Jen's chapter and in her purpose, I was like, wait, you went through those same experiences as well Mm -hmm. when you were in the tech world. So what is some, like, I guess some, like, pieces of advice or words, like, and like some comforting things to tell this generation that are graduating college right now
3: yeah absolutely i mean i went through it a couple times like right after i graduated it was when the tech bubble had burst and it was not easy to find a job so um, it was very discouraging especially because i had studied and probably just like both of you, you studied so hard You graduated and now you're like, now what? (laughs) And you're probably getting impatient and getting rejected or not hearing back from these roles that that you've applied to. And um, one of the things that I, I will say is not to give up and to apply for everything. And the reason why I say that is it's practice for you. I believe in practice, practice, practice. And even if you don't want the job, just practice of what it feels like to talk to people. Like what kind of questions do they ask? One of the things that I did when I was going through the interview process coming out of college is after my interview, I would write down every single question that that person asked me. And I would then um, compile like a document of all the questions and all my answers. So that way, my next interview, I would study that and I would prepare. Um, and I wouldn't be stumbling thinking like, um, um, well, uh, you're like thinking and stuttering and you're not prepared, right? And so even if it's like some job you know you would never want, just go practice. And if it might not be for, for you, Uh, you could also learn more about the role in the company and you might have a friend and you can introduce your friend to that recruiter. And that's something that I do all the time now. Like I'll take interviews that for people that reach out to me on LinkedIn and it's not a role that I think I would want or I'm not really a fit for, but I'll say, oh, but I have a colleague or I have this friend that, that might fit that. And so I would encourage you um to do that. Um, the other thing is I would reach out to folks on social media or LinkedIn and try to set up like coffee or interviews just to like learn more about um, the role or the people who are doing what you want to do already. Um, or maybe they might hire you for an internship or something, just um, take advantage of your resources. Um, I'm not sure where you guys both went to school, but um, we have like alumni networks and we have resources at school. So definitely use those um, because that is why you went to that school, like for that network. Um, So I would say leverage that. what else? Uh, what really helped me through everything is having a really support supportive like family and friends network. So like when I graduated from school, my family in the Bay Area, they let me stay at their house for free while I interviewed and because I needed to just stay close to school to interview still. I grew up in LA so it was really expensive to like fly back and forth. So luckily I had like my family and my friends. And then um, my friends that were older than me, I would look to them to help me with my resume. I would practice interviewing with them and just don't give up, you know, like the the worst part is to stop and do nothing, right? Like you're depressed. So you just want to like watch Netflix all day and just sleep all day. But it's like, okay, if you don't do anything about your situation, you're going to be Netflixing and sleeping all day like you know what I mean? so do something about it every day even if it's apply for if you, you set a goal and say I'm gonna apply for five jobs today or I'm gonna finish writing my cover letter today
1: I think that was a really solid advice that you kind of gave at the end I think it's really like I think what I noticed is that it, especially with everything is that we are so easy to give up when things don't go our way so we, we kind of like oh and then when people hear the topic of rest it's kind of hard when a lot of people don't understand that you can also rest but at the same time you can rest but also do something about your current situation so like what you said Jen was very empowering and like I think people hearing this on the podcast kind of will kind of get them out of their butts and kind of and do something. I was gonna
3: say one more thing. It also helps to have an accountability partner. So like I have Rose, and Rose has me. And if I tell her I'm gonna work on these three things today, like I told somebody, I was gonna do
2: it, so I better do it, right? Mhm. Yeah. So I have two advices. One is, don't worry. Everything's gonna work out. <laughs> Breathe. And just keep going. Don't don't worry too much because you are where you are supposed to be. Right? You're you are where you're supposed to be. So just stop worrying. Everything will be okay. And number two is do not burn your bridges. Always stay friends with people. Keep them close. Keep everybody that you know and that you love, even if you don't know them or if you don't love them keep them close. Don't be mean to people always be kind to others, because you never know if that person is going to have the key to whatever it is that you want, wherever it is that you want to be right. Mm -hmm. And I rhymed in. I didn't mean to but that was cool. (laughs) But yes, don't burn your bridge, always just be kind to other people. Don't be that person that thinks that you're going to, you know, be on top so fast. Because there's always gonna be a journey. You're always gonna run into new people. There's gonna always. The world is so small. It is so small. Someone will know somebody, and if you're mean to that person, that person will tell that other person, and then you're bridge, you're 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 done. Like there <laughs> there's just a lot of things that um, that being kind will get you. You know, it'll get you places. Just be nice. True.
0: And then honestly, during the economic recession, like one of the people that was interviewing me, I was like, wait, I'm already connected with you on LinkedIn. And yeah. then she told me my boss. So people just saying, yeah. know, be nice to people. You're going to see, you never know when they'll come up again.
2: Yeah, exactly. I have a story with that too. <laughs> I had the meanest boss ever. Then... Been- Two years later, I was interviewing her and I was her boss. So (laughs) you don't don't want to be in that situation, guys. Don't burn your bridges. (laughs) So I think I'll
0: just ask the next question and Natasha can ask the last one. I know that for us, the whole podcast was based on mental health advocating for especially for our younger generation who just have no idea what it is at first and pretty much unlocking all the egos in our culture so i think for you two especially is with mental health and the things that you do with inner purpose how has mental health your perspective on mental health changed from when you're younger to what it is now
3: gosh like significantly like i told you i was raised by a nurse and a military soldier so you know anytime that I cried or showed any type of weakness, my dad would scold me and say, why are you crying? Why are you crying? That's not a reason to cry or stop that, stop crying, right? And so like for me, I was very like disciplined and um, if nobody was dying, like literally dying. It wasn't, um, an emergency, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you don't have to like stress out about it because no one's dying. And my mom and dad, I don't know where, I, I think I probably got it from them, but I always thought that like mental health meant that like somebody was like crazy and like mentally, emotionally, and maybe from my dad, I thought it was like you know, the soldiers who had PTSD, right, or the people examples of what I thought mental health was mm-hmm. growing up, um, but as I got older, especially when I when I got to Berkeley, I realized like, how important mental health was because being in a very competitive environment, I've seen a lot of college students um, commit suicide or jump off bridges and stuff at school and that was like my really I mean because I, I grew up in a bubble and I had never seen that in my life before and um, you know you think while wow, you go to a really amazing school you're really smart and then you go and like end your life even though you go to like one of the best schools and you have your whole life ahead of you they just were willing to end it And so that's where it it really started to take shape for me is when I got to college. And then when I started working, I started to mess with my mindset. Am I good enough? Do I really belong here? Do what, should I take a seat at the table? Do, will they care what I have to say? So I I really had to work on those things as I progressed in my career, but it's shifted a lot. Definitely like you have to do a lot of things to take care of yourself and It's by saying positive affirmations to yourself, saying, like, I am good enough. I am worthy. I do deserve this. And I am smart. I am beautiful. And surrounding yourself with people who will hype you up and support you and not put you down. And, you know, working out is a big thing. It's something that I think is a a really important part of mental health, you know, getting your, your blood moving, getting your body moving. I thought, uh, it's just the old people they just say that <laughs> you know but now that i'm older i'm like i i get it Like, you know you don't ever feel like crap and say oh i should i shouldn't have gone to the gym or i shouldn't have gone for
2: that run so you just always feel good after that yeah yeah, yeah. um i don't know to me like mental health was not something that existed back then right when that were when i was growing up like i didn't even know what it was or like Just like what Jen said, it's like the whole thing with the the military and stuff. But, you know, now that I look back at it, a lot of things that will totally cause mental health, like just being in a bad relationship, being in a relationship where, like, you're always put down or, you know, where you're limited and, and not able to grow. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. But I I think a really great way to be able to help it is, you know, talk to people, talk to your friends, be around good people that will support you just like what Jen said, you know, there's a lot of professionals out there who really can help like there's these great exercises, there's breathing exercises, all of those type of things that I really believe in that, you know, that really work as far as like, where, where healing is concerned. But yeah, hundred percent exercise helps me because I mean, I'm juggling a hundred things. I have like three businesses. I have a husband and two little kids. And if I don't exercise, I go crazy. Like <laughs> seriously, like I, I won't feel it. And wholesale care routine is, is important. So always remember that. Yeah. But being able to, to balance, you know, balance yourself, balance, you, you love balance, what you need, um, Being able to do all of that, I feel like, yeah, it's really changed from, from what I've known, um, growing up and, and since I have kids now, it's like, I'm really, really concerned about the whole, their mental health and like how I, how I show or how I react to things. I I want them to be able to, um, maybe react better, um, or, or, um, just to know that, okay, um, I don't know, like when my, when my parents, like when they used to fight with each other, they, they fought with each other. Like, they, they argued a lot and, and that could really be a part of, um, not a lot, they didn't argue a lot, a lot, but when they did argue, it would really stress me out or like have anxiety. So like that kind of stuff, like we try not to show too much like around our kids. And, um, but it's also good to kind of show that kind of stuff to the kids so that, we're, that you're around because it helps with growth. And for them to understand different situations. I I try not to be that auntie that says, "Oh, you're so fat now." Yeah. Oh my gosh. That. (laughs) that, Oh my gosh. That's like a big deal too. Like, and and I remember I have like even now I have my aunts tell me that stuff and it's like, man, I'm like almost your age so. (laughs) 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 My husband.
3: I'm not so, gonna be that aunt that says,
2: "Oh, you're so fat now." No, 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 no. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a mentality that we have to change, right? Especially with our older, with our elderlies. We gotta <laughs> respect them too, though. That's the thing.
3: <laughs> and then and then they go and tell you,
2: "Oh, but go eat. You just called
3: me fat. <laughs> now you're telling me to eat." I'm laughing so hard because
0: my mom tells me that at least once a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Crazy, y'all. And I want to go back and me and Tashi were texting. And I want to go back because Rose mentioned that you're handling three businesses right now with kids. And then I know Jen, you still have your full-time job and stuff. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like, how do you manage time manage yourself so you don't burn out with so many things on both of your
2: plates? Question. (laughs) That's the that's the million dollar question. How do I handle all of that? Um, you know. Because I do have my three businesses, I also do have flexibility on the hours that I work. So I don't have a nine to five. I have a nine to nine or whatever. So in between, I'll stop and I'll be like, okay, I need to watch Netflix and I just need to clear my head. Um, I do have routines. So on Sundays, I always know like Sundays, this is what I have to do. I write down my to-do list. And then Monday through Friday, I just try to check them off and make sure they're all done um and then with my kids like it's important for them to be able to go to their activities and and to their school and stuff like that so i make sure that's a priority um but it's a lot of things that i did in the beginning that i am like i had to start somewhere right so i had to build a foundation in the very beginning for me to be able to have the flexibility that i have now Mm -hmm. right so i committed how many years ago to making these businesses work and having it run itself in some sort of way, right? And then so now I do have the flexibility of being able to go to my kids' activities and then still be present at work. So and, and plus that technology is great right now too. So I could text message if I need something done or check my emails through my through my phone. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah. I, it was the very beginning, like what Jen and I did in the very beginning of, of setting up in her purpose, like, I mean, we're still in the very beginning of things, but we're setting up this foundation where in the future, we're going to be able to be very flexible with, with our lives. So we'll be making money or we are making money while we sleep. We are, um, uh, reaching as many people as we can while we sleep or while we rest or while we're we're on vacation. So it's a lot of work in the beginning, but you just got to start and make it happen. So, and then have that plan so that you could be able to do this
3: and and keep going and keep going yeah 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 for me it's a little bit different i i do have a corporate job so sometimes it could be challenging and of course i feel bad because a lot of it falls onto rose who has more flexibility than me um but yeah it, it could get bad sometimes like sometimes i don't sleep right um which is bad um But similar to Rose, I have to-do lists. I still write things down, even though we have smartphones. Um, I write things down, cross them off. I schedule in my time to work out every day. And I'm also really mindful about things that I need to do to take care of myself. So I will sometimes go get a massage or go to acupuncture once a week. Or um, one thing that I love to do is to take Epsom salt baths. And I do that because I get to just like relax and I don't have a computer in front of me. I'm just like laying there soaking for 20 minutes to an hour sometimes. But really just to take the time to um, wind down, relax. And sometimes I will watch Netflix before I go to sleep um, just so that I feel like all I did was work the entire day and night. So balance, I would say.
0: Balance. Start when you're young. It'll help you in the long run, y'all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Build the foundation. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, so for Chachi, do you have anything else to add on?
1: I actually don't have anything else to add on that's not on that, talk, But I do have, like, a open-ended question to end this conversation. Or not end, but just end this podcast. Just to begin you more um, networks with you both is, what is that one thing that you wish you could, if you could go back to when you were 12 years old, uh, what is that one thing that you would want to tell your younger self?
2: That's question. What would I tell myself? Um, yeah, you know, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I say, stay away from those credit cards. <laughs> 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 <would> I say?
3: <laughs> Yeah. is that your real answer? <laughs> yeah, that's my real answer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what would I have said to my 12 year old self
2: <laughs> okay yeah that's my real answer stay away from credit cards I'm going to debt
3: <laughs> yeah well back then we didn't even have online shopping like oh.
2: <laughs> it, it probably would have been way worse for Rose if we had online shopping <laughs> I am so much better with finances guys okay <laughs> I was able to pay it off and I stayed away from debt, and <laughs> but it really stressed me out. So that's why I would say stay away from my credit cards, get away, <laughs> stay away from those pay your debt. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, my 12 year old self. I would,
3: I, don't, I really feel like I just have been doing whatever I feel like. Like I've just always been like that since a kid, I was a kid which, I mean, I got in trouble a lot as a kid because I was always doing my own thing. So maybe I would have told my 12-year-old self to be more behaved.
2: <laughs> no, oh. uh, I see that. You have to know, because if you weren't, then we would be in a different place right now. You have to. <laughs> yeah. I was,
3: I mean... Come on, me and my principals from my elementary school and my high school were like on first name basis. Right. Because I was always <laughs> oh, yeah. in there. And it wasn't for like to me, it wasn't for bad reasons. It's because I asked too many questions or, you know, why when they asked me to do something, I didn't really think that was the best way or best use of my time. <laughs> Which is why my dad told me. Out of all of his kids, I would never put you in the army. So, yeah, oh, that's, that's what I would tell my 12-year-old self. What were you thinking, asking your dad to allow, allow you to enroll into the reserves out of college? Because it was a really bad obsession when I graduated. I had asked my dad at the time. He was, he was in the military still. And I had asked him, can you sign me up to join the reserves so I can get paid to go work out and they could pay for me to go to business? And he was like, no, <laughs> that's what he told me. Out of all my kids, you would not survive. I was like, I can, work out. I can go to boot camp. <laughs> he said, no, it's not that. He's like, you have a problem with authority and people telling you what to do. He's like, watch right now, drop down and give me 20. Why? I was like,
2: why? Wait, I have an answer. Here's my real answer. I would tell myself at the age of 12 to try everything. Like when you go into college, don't apply to one school, apply to all of them. It's not only there's. There's other things that you can do in different industries. Like if you want to become a fashion designer, you don't have to be a fashion designer. You can be the person that is the fashion merchandiser. Or like if you want to become like a DJ, you don't have to learn how to actually dj music but you can go in there and become like a music producer like i would see i would tell myself that there are other avenues in a specific industry than just what you think there is like if you wanted to be an actress but you don't want to be an actress there's other things in the industry that you could be like a artist or an actress manager or something like that because they didn't tell me that
3: that is so true
2: oh no i was even like you know for
3: myself when I was like looking up roles and you know seeing all these new jobs pop up like social media manager or like marketing content PR and I'm, like yeah oh, these are really cool jobs and then when I look at the descriptions I'm like I'm not qualified and that makes me sad because I've been working for like however many years and I'm, I'm like I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to get the job. Or
2: that's a good thing to know. Like, I I would tell my kids, you don't have to be the president, but you could be like the president's assistant or something like that. Yeah. So that's what I would tell myself. Like, explore other avenues within the industry that you want to be in because it's not just a doctor that you could be. It's not just a nurse you could be. It's not just a CEO that you could be. You could be other things within the industry. And still it. Who
0: knows? You can be the manager of an acapella group one day. <laughs> I have to make that up.
2: <laughs> but yeah, there's just so many things um, that's out there in the world. And you can also make up your own title. Do it. You can do it. You got this.
0: That is so true. I was actually in a text panel like, a couple of weeks ago, and there, apparently there's like 40 like or 50 plus Filipinos at TikTok right now. I think well the way we can end it off is to like how where can we find you social medias and learn more about InHerPurpose. purpose? Yep.
3: So you can find us on our website InHerPurpose.com, and on pretty much every social media platform we're at InHerPurpose, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Yes. What else? What else are we on?
2: Twitter. LinkedIn. Pinterest. Pinterest. We're, we're on all of that. All that in her purpose. And then also, you can reach us anytime. Um, so just, you know, message us and we'll answer. It might not be fast, but we'll do it. We, we answer. So re- email us, text us, DM us, whatever you need to do.
3: Oh, yeah. And then on um, Instagram, I'm at Jen, J E N N Red, R E D, 24.
1: And with that said, Thank you for listening to Ube Chats with our special guest of her In Her Purpose group. Thank you, Jen.